Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Jam-packed show full. Uh, I wouldn't say of fun. Some of it, perhaps. Uh, but, you know, the Israeli thing continues to heat up. We've uh, we got the Speaker of the House situation still going on. Uh, the border. I mean, you name it. And there's a hot spot. Plus, uh, today is a big day for the Blaze because some changes are coming. We've been talking to you about uh, big tech censorship, telling you about a major step that Blaze Media is taking to declare independence from big tech ahead of the 2024 election to ensure that we can keep bringing you the truth no matter what. But we can't do it without you. When publishers host ads on their website, uh, Google can send bots to crawl their pages for content they deem unsafe for advertisers. After finding something they don't like, you know, like the Hunter Biden laptop story, which was absolutely 100% true, as we all know now, they demand the ads be removed from the offending article or else the entire website will be demonetized. When we refuse, they bury the unsafe content so deep in their algorithms that they make it all but impossible to find. And we've been dealing with this every day for years. But it's definitely gotten much worse since 2020. Well, we're done playing that game. So if you go to the Blaze Media's website, theblaze.com, right now, you'll see it's been completely redesigned. Yeah. Uh, you'll see news articles, opinion, analysis, and now lifestyle, sports, and tech commentary. But what you won't see are those obnoxious ads that are on virtually every other website. The pop-ups, the ads, I can't take it. I I hate it. You're continually <laughs> clicking off things. I know. And the and the site is always updating and screwing up where you are on the <laughs> yeah. on the page. I know. Four, five, six, ten, twelve times while you're trying to read an article. So obnoxious. I mean, there are times when I just give up on the website and say, screw it. I, I'm not I'm not putting up with it anymore. I can't do it. So Kicking the ad exchanges to the curb allows us to better serve you. You won't be distracted by annoying ads. Uh, and we won't be distracted by wondering whether big tech will allow us to monetize the traffic we generate. We'll be relying on your direct support for that. So we're investing in more quality content, including expert analysis, insightful commentary, and investigative reporting. We're cutting out the middleman, and we're going all in on you. Millions of you read the articles we publish every day. So if you find value in this work, we're asking you to visit theblaze.com right now and subscribe to Blaze News. It'll cost you less than a cup of coffee per month, and you'll get more quality content than we've ever delivered before. So, if you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, this Blaze News subscription will be included with your Blaze TV subscription. So, check your email for more information about these changes, and you're going to get more information uh, on Glenn's show today at about 8 o'clock. So, I'll be there for that announcement as well, because I'm filling in for Stu this week. So, we're pretty excited about it. We're really excited about it. I hope you will be, too. 
Uh, and again, can't do it without your support. So, what's going on in the Middle East right now? Uh, everything. Just everything. The U.S. has intelligence now that Iranian-backed militia groups are planning to ramp up attacks against U.S. forces in the Middle East as Iran tries to capitalize on the backlash in the region to U.S. support for Israel. The militia groups have already launched multiple drone attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria. But now, the U.S. has specific intelligence that those same groups could escalate even further as this war uh, between Israel and Hamas continues. So apparently, according to the U.S. official, there's red lights flashing everywhere. Officials said that at this point, Iran appears to be encouraging the groups rather than explicitly directing them. One official said Iran is providing guidance to the militia groups uh, that they'll not be punished by getting resupplied with weaponry, for example, if they continue to attack U.S. or Israeli targets. Ah, it's just, I mean, it's we're on the we're we're on the edge right now. We're really on the edge of a really nasty conflict with Israel, with Russia, with China. Yeah, but don't worry, everything's fine. Everything's fine as long as we keep that uh, aid to Ukraine going. Mm. Everything will work out. <laughs> everything depends on Ukraine aid. Just keep pumping billions and billions and billions of dollars. They want $61 billion more all in one fell swoop. So we got that going for us. And, and uh, Mitch McConnell talked about Ukraine aid. Wants it tied into Israel just like, uh, just like Biden does. Here's what he had to say. And you've said that you believe there is enough oversight of aid to Ukraine. Why hasn't that persuaded some members of the of the Republican caucus? If you look at the Ukraine assistance, let's let's talk about where the money is really going. A significant portion of it is being spent in the United States in 38 different states, replacing the weapons that we sent to Ukraine with more modern weapons. So we're rebuilding our industrial base. That's what President Biden's seeking to do. It's it's correct. No it's Americans correct. are getting killed in Ukraine. That's we're exactly right. Re rebuilding our industrial base. Uh, the Ukrainians are destroying the army of one of our biggest rivals. I have a hard time huh. finding anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I think it's yeah. Wonderful that they're defending it's themselves. And also the notion that the Europeans are not doing enough. They've done almost $90 billion. They're housing a bunch a of refugees who escaped. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, I think the, our NATO they're allies inside. in Europe have done quite a lot. Sorry. You sound like you have a lot in common with President Biden huh. in his worldview. Based on what you just laid out. Hmm. Huh. Well, not on the wow. domestic side, <laughs> but on, on this issue oh, yes, that we, sure. we're discussing today, I'm a warmonger we're generally in the same sure. place. We're generally the same. It's the same. Sure. That's right. Republican, Democratic, it doesn't matter when it comes to war. Yeah. We're all on board. Yeah. Right How about turtle sanctuaries? So. Is Joe Biden on board yes. with those? Because you know yeah. Mitch well, Yes. Yes. Hmm. He likes any wasted uh, expenditure of taxpayer dollars. But so, sure. yeah, he loves the turtle tunnels. You're right. They're all so. a bunch of warmongers up there. Yep. And uh, he just admitted, yeah, we're funding a proxy war against Russia. Yeah. What are you going to do about right. it? 
Ah, <laughs> uh, they're destroying uh, one of our uh, enemies. Uh, I, I think it's wonderful. It's did you wonderful oh, right now? Did you also see that Nikki Haley? I mean, you talk about bloodlust. No, oh, she, she she's like uh, she might be the biggest war hawk, warmonger of them all. Here's the quote from her: "I'm tired of talking about a Department of Defense. I want a Department of <laughs> Offense." Oh, jeez. So you want to go start wars? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these people are insane. And I think she does. I think she does. She she loves this. Yeah, and, and I love this new spin. Because you've really been hearing that the last 72, 84, whatever hours here. It's been all weekend. It was, we ha- we're spending the money in America. That was the Biden speech uh, mm. on Thursday night. Look, we're spending this money in America to replenish our stocks. Mm. You know, why do we have to replenish our stocks? It's because it's all in Ukraine now. Yeah. Or left behind in Afghanistan. Yeah. That's the new spin. And, you know, if you don't want your, if you don't support this new funding, then you must hate our troops and want them to be ill prepared for yeah. these new battles. Yeah. And you're a Russian ally. You're a Russian <laughs> operative. You're, you love Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Help us. Oh, man. It's going to be a long week, man. Which will turn into a long month, mm-hmm. long year, long decade. Uh, because these wars don't end. When's that Muse song to, to, about endless wars? Is that Uprising? Uh, I'm trying to think. They talked about these wars that never end. Man, do we love them. We, we love them and we get involved in them as often as we possibly can. I mean, who would have who would have ever believed that the Afghan war could be drawn out for 20 years, two decades, two full decades? Who would have ever thought that in 2001, 2002? And then for us to leave what we left behind. Yeah. After that. Yeah. And then to withdraw and allow the Taliban to come right back in as if nothing happened. Well, except for thousands of lives on our side, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Afghan lives. And then it's all right back to where it was. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. In fact, it's much worse because we left them $80 billion worth of military equipment. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, but we but just I'm keep sure, doing it. I'm sure that's not coming back to haunt us in the Middle East no, or anywhere else not. right no, now. No. In fact, we've already, we've already seen that uh that those weapons have come back to haunt us just like what we did at the u.s border when uh border agents were killed with the uh with the fast and furious weapons that went to mexico fast and furious weapons ended up in the uh, concert hall in france as well oh my gosh that's right jeez (sighs) amazing absolutely amazing Uh, All right, so also John Kirby was on CNN talking about weapons stockpiles. (laughs) My question is the state of those stockpiles right now, the state of uh, where U.S. weapons stockpiles stand with two wars sending now two different types of shipments on a regular basis towards two U.S. allies. uh, How big is the concern that the U.S. is dangerously low on what it should have for its own defense right now? Well, of course, it's a concern. That's why we asked for that extra supplemental funding from from Congress. Uh, without getting into classified information, I can assure you and the American people that the United States military can continue to defend sure. uh, our national security interests uh, all Wherever. around the world. Yeah, all around the world. Hey, we can fight wars on every single front. We could fight wars in every country if we wanted to, and we do. So, 
We do want to. So pretty soon, uh, we'll actually be uh, launching military activity in 198 countries yeah. on 198 fronts. I'm sorry. Hold on. How many mm-hmm. countries are there? Uh, 198. Or maybe there's over that now, but uh, I don't know. It varies. It varies. Well, well you're, a, you're a dove. So you only want to be in how many? The 198. Oh, never mind. How many are there? Uh, 254. 254 so, yeah. now? Yeah, that's what this one thing says. This other one says 195. What a discrepancy. I've, I've got two two Google results here. <laughs> okay, let's just let's start over. So it's either one nation that we won't have military operations right. in, <laughs> something, or 56. Something like that. Either one is unacceptable. we got to be in all of them. All of them. Uh, Nikki Haley would put us in all of them. She sure would. Oh, God. She sure would. Go away. We're involved in military operations that you can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. All throughout Africa, uh, all over the planet, we got things going on. And it's a good thing the White House isn't releasing photos of, uh, uh, what was it? It was a SEAL team. Who was it that they, uh, last Special week? Special Forces. Special Forces. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they, they reveal, and the, the post was up for like an hour. Yep. And then they go, oh, oh, is that bad? Wait, we're not supposed to show the special forces who are supposed to be anonymous and secret? Hmm. I swear. Okay, you better take that down then, eventually. So here's John Kirby on uh, diversion of aid to Hamas. <laughs> All right. On the aid portion, you know, how, for instance, are you going to convince people that this is not going to get into Hamas's hands uh, yeah. when, for instance, you know, we saw fraud with something like COVID relief money in the U.S. Um, and we're now talking about securing an understanding with Hamas, a terror group, about how this humanitarian aid should be used. I mean, how can you convince people that that is going to be a worthwhile, necessary, and secure endeavor. We certainly share concerns about any diversion of humanitarian assistance for Hamas See? purposes. I mean, for instance, fuel is a good example. You know that uh, uh, we know that they need fuel uh-huh. to be able to uh, electrify and to power up uh, their tunnels, for instance. You know, keep the lights on. So sure. We we understand that. We're okay. we're not blind to the potential uh, concerns here uh, over diversion, which is why mm. Ambassador Satterfield is on the ground. That's why his whole purpose is to make sure that oh. that humanitarian assistance okay. can get to the Palestinian people. Okay. We have okay. seen no indications Fine. as of today that any of the trucks that Kareem talked uh-huh. about, any of the material in those trucks, have been diverted to Hamas or been absconded by Hamas. That, uh, In fact, every indication that we have is that it has, in fact, every gone to, indication. Uh, to the Palestinian people sure, who, who are, sure, sure. are in desperate need for it. I- Anybody buy that? I certainly don't. Every indication, though, Pat. Every just indication. Said every indication is... He did it, say that. It yeah, hasn't been diverted. That's right. He did say it. So it must be true. They don't, if he said it... They have no information on the hostages, yet we're mm-hmm. totally confident that all the humanitarian aid that we're sending... Well, because we have a guy there a guy. whose job it is to make sure that that those funds and those materials are not diverted to Hamas. Because there's no history where Hamas has used humanitarian aid no, uh-uh. for any no, nefarious no, no, purposes. No, no, hmm. no. You might wonder, okay, well, why, why don't they have running water in uh, the Gaza Strip? <laughs> yeah, okay. What's going on there? Do you have an answer for that? Yeah, it's the bad Israelis. It's the Israelis. That Is that are, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's uh, hmm. the evil apartheid Israeli government. Or maybe it might have something to do with this. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. 
Look at this. These are water pipes. Right. What are they using them for? Being turned... To send water to their people, right? Uh, no, no, no. I think no. No? Not no. this particular... No, these water Not pipes these pipes are turning into, into missiles. Into rockets. Into rockets yeah. to be launched yeah. into the huh. neighboring country of Israel. I'm sure that's fine. Listen, I mean, they are so proud of this. Yeah, they are. They love it. I... It, <sighs> The, the West is so dumb. I know. Look Just at this. Dumb. Mm. Look and at all that water. Fresh water. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll whine and moan about the fact that they're even running water in Gaza. Yeah. Well, here's. This is why. This is in part one of the reasons why. <laughs> this is what they do. And they're proud of it. This is their government. <laughs> so don't be telling me they don't represent. The Palestinian people, because they do. They do. They're the government in the Palestinian territories. Oh, good. That was great. You Man, like that? are you inspired now? Man, that was inspirational. Wow. So, yeah. So let's keep sending the humanitarian aid. Yes. And yes. that way they can continue their assembly line of making uh, rockets to launch into Israel. Right. <laughs> you don't have a problem with that, do you? I mean, there it is. There's the proof of it. They, they're proud of it. They're proud that they divert the funds that are supposed to go to their people. <laughs> they don't care about that. They don't care about their people. The only thing they care about is killing Jews and destroying Israel. That's what they care about. That's what they focus on. <laughs> uh, and we just... It doesn't, it doesn't matter to these buffoons who continue to supply them with billions of dollars and they don't care that we see those videos yeah they don't care they're like they're still gonna send the stuff whatever we've got plenty of operatives out in the streets uh in their countries hey we told you we got a guy over there to make sure that doesn't happen <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> uh meanwhile here's kjp oh my goodness on anti-semitism this level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, look uh, um, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions okay. about uh, credible pause it, threats. Pause it right there. Pause uh, it right there. This whole setup, the question was, is there concern about the rise of anti-Semitism? Yeah. Okay. So she quickly, she just uses that. Mm -hmm. She's like, ah, well, we haven't seen that. To launch into her talking points about Muslims. I, yeah, this is... Let's hear it. I mean, God, oh my... Mm. ...about uh, credible threats, uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim but look, but and those look. perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. What? And certainly... I thought we were talking Biden about understands that many of our Muslim Arab... No, we're Arab, talking about Arab Jews. Americans and Palestinian-American loved ones and neighbors are worried oh about God, the hate, hate being directed they're worried at their about communities. It. Oh, and they're that is something you it. heard the president speak to Why? in his, uh, is it in his address... No, but they're uh, worried about last, it. ...last Thursday. And so so uh, one uh, of the things that the president has done is directed his team, uh, uh, Homeland Security team, to prioritize prevention uh, and disruption of any emerging threats that could harm the Jewish, the Muslim, oh, uh, Arab Americans, or, or any uh, other communities. And that is something that the president yeah. has sought to do and, and since day one. As you know, the president ran on, on, um, on, what? on you know, bringing protecting bringing communities, obviously, but bringing people together. Oh, he's done that. Uh, uh, protecting the soul of the he's nation. Uh, protect so, the soul. 
soul of the um, nation. That Pat. is something wow. that the president takes very, very seriously. Uh, and um, we, you know, we're going to continue to denounce any sort of hate uh, towards oh, any American. Good for you. Here. Good. Uh, and so good. that's what That'll we're going to continue to be steadfast If you denounce it, it has, won't happen. He has uh, <laughs> advised, directed his Homeland Security right. uh, team to uh, make sure uh-huh. that they're on top of this. Yeah, okay. Disproportionate. What that's is she outrageous. talking about? Well, like what they always talk about, and that's uh, Muslims are always the victim. Doesn't matter. They're always Hold on. the victim. Even when Jews are being attacked, yeah. viciously attacked, it's Muslims. It's the Islamic world that's the victim. So wait a minute. This own federal government, who she's up there uh, employed by, um, they've said that um, when it comes to religious-fueled um, attacks... Mm-hmm. Um, nearly two-thirds are directed at Jews in this country. Mm-hmm. That didn't line up with, with what she said there, though. Yeah, but what we're doing, though, look, look, um, we're going to make sure that, uh, that the Muslims in this country are safe and the Muslims in every country are safe and that they're, they're worried right now. They're worried about attacks being turned uh, against them. Okay. Yeah, they're worried about uh, anti-Islamic hate. And so we're we're huh. being vigilant. We're on the lookout for that right now. I see. Now it's not happening, right. but they're worried about it. So so are we. Okay, but again, uh, I don't, the numbers <laughs> aren't really doing what you're saying they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh boy, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, they. She always. Uh, she always answers the question that she hears in her head, and she already mm-hmm. has the answer for it in her book. She doesn't answer the question that's asked. Mm. She, as long as she has the great big book of everything in front of her, yep. she can answer any question. And, and she, I mean, she quickly pivoted off of that. Oh my gosh! To, yes. But look, mm-hmm. right? I mean, when you hear someone in this administration, whether it's the president or it's KJP, look, anyone, look, you know, you know, God, they're about to buckle lie. up. They're they're gonna they're gonna change the subject and they're gonna lie yeah. every single time. Meanwhile, uh, they've got you know the people in the Hamas caucus. Oh, the Hamas con- Congress. Man, that's great. Yeah. Ilan Omar from the Hamas caucus uh, had a rant yesterday. Oh yeah, this is last. Ceasefire. Your colleague Ricky Torres has said calling for a ceasefire is a dangerous double standard that the U.S. wouldn't hold themselves to. So my question is, is if this attack happened in America, would you be calling for a ceasefire as well? <laughs> Vengeance is not a foreign policy doctrine. Oh, uh, read that uh, talking point. We are here laws. to save lives. Israelis. Are you Palestinians? Bull crap. Americans. Anyone else? So is that a yes or a no? Anyone else? <laughs> I do have another question. Why don't you want Israelis a question to go from after anyone the else? that burned, tortured, killed their babies and children and still have them hostage? Why Good. don't you want the Israelis to go after the That's terrorists great. that did that? How many more oh. killings is enough for you? Is it a thousand more? Two thousand more? It's however many it takes. more Palestinians would make you happy if wow. they died? All of Hamas. Will you be fine? Pause it for a second. Every single member of Hamas. That's when, I'll be happy, is when every single member of that terrorist group Hamas is killed. That would make me happy. And I'm sure that would make Israelis uh, fairly happy as well. So is that is that an answer to your question, (laughs) Ilan? Vengeance is not a foreign policy. What was that? Was that what you said? (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know, but let's hear the rest of her stinking rant. Man. Gosh, that we're gone? Would that be the thing that makes you And maybe that's the question you should ask Richie. Is he okay? How many more Palestinian lives is he comfortable? Because I'm not comfortable with any more. Oh. Oh. She's comfortable with uh, all the Israeli deaths, but not the Palestinian ones. None of those. All right, thank well, I guess you. That's on that. Wow, I can't take the Israeli people, people that feel like you're telling them Why? to do nothing when their children are being held hostage by terrorists. Boy, she kept going. Uh huh. Good for her. Who was that? Do we know? I don't know. That was on Friday out there in that little okay. rally in front of Congress. Oh, there. she's great. Um, yeah, but I love Elon Omar storms away like I have the moral high ground now. Shut yeah, up. Right. I, I think that there's the worst. A, a cartoon that I saw that I think is just perfect, and it shows um, uh, it shows Hamas or someone. I guess uh, I guess somebody in a Palestinian flag, and they're attacking a, a beehive, and it's uh, Israel. Mm. And then the bees come out and chase him away, and um, and then he runs to the press and is like, "Look what Israel's doing! I mean, they just attacked me. Like I wasn't doing anything." So great. Anyway, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, and speaking of uh, Palestinian flags, there's a Hamas flag in Minneapolis. Yeah, watch this, man. So this was the. Uh, oh, look at that! So that's the Palestinian flag. Now watch this. And then. <laughs> This is a, a flag of a terrorist group on an American city street. I mean, this is Ilan Omar's uh, neck of the woods, right? Yeah. So maybe she'll yes. come out and condemn this, right? Look at that. Oh, look at that. Jeez, I mean, that is unbelievable. If that were an ISIS flag, are we good with that? <sighs> I mean, she is, probably. Yeah, that's... She probably is. As long as it's not an Israeli flag. I mean, you think or an about American that. flag. If that were a Confederate flag anywhere in America, mm-hmm. regardless of context, regardless of events, it's all we would hear about for weeks, it'd be like months. Because remember, George Bush had to condemn the Confederate flag flying over a state that he wasn't even connected to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, so that's your district there, Elon. Going to talk about that one. <laughs> then, uh, then in Minneapolis, um, yeah, there was more. Yeah. Yep. So what you're seeing here from the overhead. So there's an old man. I think he's in his 80s. And he's driving. He doesn't understand what the hell is happening here. And so he, he almost d- gets out. And right. then fortunately gets the door yeah. shut. Because look at these animals just attacking him. He's he's trying to get around the crowd right. and move on with his life. And they won't let him. No, no. They expect him to sit there and wait mm-hmm. while they do their die-in or whatever dumb demonstration they're doing in the middle of the road. Yeah. And then if you drive anywhere, if you try to get around them or through them very slowly, try not to hurt anybody, mm-hmm. then it's the worst thing that's ever happened. It's the biggest catastrophe of all time. <laughs> I know. You're a senseless, brutal killer. Now, every one of their actions is perfectly fine, right? But um, they can beat on your car. They can pound on your vehicle they can drag you from your car and beat you to death yeah oh they almost did watch i mean look this is the poor guy this is this is the old man look at him he's so confused he's like (laughs) uh he he doesn't know what's going on can i please get on with my life and so there are unconfirmed reports that they sprayed him with like uh, bear spray or mace or something 
Um, no, I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah. Now watch this. Now, so they they start chasing after him because he's like, I've got to get out of here. Or I'm gonna die. Yep. And, Good for him. And now the guy running with the camera here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a uh, candidate for city council coming up in a couple weeks. Is that right, Chris? My gosh. Yeah. And he's telling uh, the world, find this man. Look at that. And, and he'll, he'll listen. Just ran. You pathetic douchebags. America, 2023. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Mm. So the guy it did escape, right? He, he did get away from these yeah. animals, yeah. which is great because they don't want you to. I mean, even if you, if you try to get around them, to get through them, uh, they'll come after you. They will absolutely come after you. Yes, they will. It's despicable. And for some reason, people just don't care. They huh. don't care. Everything they do is fine. They can be in the middle of the road. They can stop you if you're on your way to the hospital. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Get out of the cities, y'all. And then check this out. This is a uh, chant from these douchebags uh, in an American city. Long live the Antifada. Wow. Oh, there's only one solution. What? Hmm. Huh. Long live the Antifada. Uh-huh. There is only one solution. Hmm. Yeah, kind of like, um, let's see, when have we heard that before? Oh, that's right. Nazi Germany. Uh, the final solution. Whew. There was only one solution for Germany, too, and that was to exterminate the Jews. That's what they're talking about here. Wow. That's the antifada that, uh, that they want to live long. This is happening in every it is. large American I, city, every I, Western European city right now. How is this okay? How is this acceptable? When we said never again, never again. What's happening right now? More Pat Gray Unleashed next. Gray Unleashed. Few tweets here. Linda Rose tweets I've been a proud Blaze TV subscriber for years, but admittedly never read the news from the website because of the ads and clutter. <laughs> Yeah, it was we know. Yeah, <laughs> wait, it you, was frustrating. You mean you it really didn't, was? Didn't like the ad that said this one simple trick. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> or the continual pop-ups. Yeah. And every time you click on a thing, you get the multiple pop-ups. Drives me out of my mind. Yeah. Uh, she says, I just took a look at the redesign, and I love it. I might actually be able to stop using my news aggregator now. Mm -hmm. Great job. Yeah. Thank you, Linton. Maryland born. Ohio proud. Kicking Google, Google to the curb is right up there with steak and eggs for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. From Dalton Bell. So Mitch McConnell is wanting to fulfill Eisenhower's military industrial complex. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Let's yeah. not forget, though, it was Eisenhower who pointed out the military industrial complex. Yeah, I think who that's warned us about it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't put it together. Uh, Flensburg. You know what Mitch McTurtle... <laughs> What you're doing is actually socialism for the rich. Reverse Robin Hood. 
from Phil Sharp. Mitch McConnell calling Russia a rival as if this is some sort of football game. Mm-hmm. The Pickled Squirrel, a war of attrition is the worst way to wage war. <sighs> and from ARHZ, uh, I don't think any of Congress understands that the weapon of today's wars are way more expensive than they were in World War II. So uh, making all these new weapons will bankrupt this country. And that's exactly what Russia and China want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. times. Mm. Good times. Yeah, good, good times. Meanwhile, uh, we've got a president who... Is awesome? Probably doesn't even... We, I, I was, I'm sorry, I was, is that not the word you were going for? Not exactly this time. No. Not this time. No, I'm sorry. not this time. Um, My bad. I was going for incoherent... Uh, that fits. Um, like really compromised, um, dementia riddled, you know those those sorts of uh-huh. phrases and words. Those work just yeah. as well, if not better, actually. <laughs> uh, here he is. <laughs> I love these approaches to the podium, <laughs> both approaching and leaving. Oh. Always fascinating. <laughs> here he is. Look at this. Clump, clump, clump. Okay, listen to this. Get I'm up. not introducing me, Marcus. What? I forgot, Mark. I went, right, I went straight to the podium. I apologize. Because I'm a dumbass, that's why. Because I can't follow directions. Right. Good afternoon. He knew. Literally. You know, he was prepared. Okay, Mr. President, just stand there and uh, Mark will come to the podium and he'll speak first and he'll introduce you. Nope. You know he was told that five seconds before oh, yeah. that clip started. Oh, absolutely like, he okay, was. Okay, Mr. President, yep. Just like you absolutely said. Absolutely he was. Yep. Oh, my God. But he can't. He can't. He's incapable of it. And he had one of the coughing fits. I love it. Which is <laughs> I love it, right? great. Always fun. Force faced long-standing challenges, suffered economic setbacks, and until recently <laughs> lacked the federal support to tell a brighter... Right into his hand, virus. too. Yeah. You and know, then he'll shake somebody's hand. How many hand. people's hands did he shake? But I love how the, the camera guy is in a, in a, in a no-win situation. Mm-hmm. It's like he wants to go off and cough to the side, but the, you're the president, bro. I'm keeping <laughs> the camera on you. Everything yeah. you do is on camera. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Didn't Jill just have COVID, too, recently? Oh, well. So, I, I don't know. I, I think it's been a while, though. I, I doubt this is COVID from her. He's just got a case of the old. Yeah, he's he always sounding like that. Yes, he does. Uh, he also has a case of teleprompter trouble <laughs> every day. And I want to thank Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Todd Young, mm. and Representative uh, uh, Joe, excuse me, Representative Joe Morelli and Susan Ward, excuse me, Susan Wild, <laughs> for their work to make this happen. My gosh! Back to back. My Simple gosh. names, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Susan Wild uh, and Susan Ward. Excuse me. <laughs> Susan Wild, so good. Wild Ward, she's wild. That Susan Ward, she's. I, I was just smelling her hair, and gee, her hair smells terrific. Wait, the mic is on, Mr. President. Okay, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> said too. Much. I've said too much. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Okay, so uh, all right, before this clip, this next clip that we play, because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. he's. We're going to show him walking away from the podium, and someone asks him about the hostages, and his errand, his answer is just pathetic. But just before this, and I didn't send this in, but just before this, he's at the podium, and he says, I have to go to the situation room. There's an issue I need to deal with. 
Did we ever find out what the situation room deal? He pooped mm. his pants. He pooped his pants. Okay. <laughs> he pooped his pants? He pooped his uh, pants. That's unfortunate. <laughs> okay, now I'm afraid I should not have asked that So question. if he had giblets like Al Roker, he'd, he'd be telling us about it today. Uh, <laughs> I kind of got to deal with my situation. <laughs> All right, let's see this. Uh-huh. Is the supporting the hostages for ceasefire deal? Why did you? We should have a ceasefire. We should have a ceasefire. We should have no hostages released. We should have what? We should have a ceasefire, not a ceasefire. We should have hostages released. Then we talk about a ceasefire. And by the way, Israel's ready to go into uh, Gaza and and crack some heads. They've been waiting. I'm sure we're holding them back. And and that's that's what they're saying now is that they're waiting for them back political go-ahead or something and you know it's us of course it is well of course it is I, yep okay. yep yep mm-hmm. i'm sure they've been threatened uh and told all right you want the 14 billion dollars mm. then uh and you do it we'll we tell you you'll hold off on on the ground invasion crazy i mean it's crazy well how many people do you want to kill how many palestinians want to got the old Ilan Omar uh, screech. It's still in my head. Sorry. She's so hideous. Oh, my gosh. Isn't there somebody running against her? Like, Oh, I hope so. <sighs> like a Democrat? I think so. Somebody who could actually win in the district? Please get rid of this uh, Hamas supporter. Please. We don't need Hamas supporters in office. <laughs> I, I don't know how it happened. Oh, I really don't. Wait, there is a Democrat uh, running against her already? Uh, Twin Cities attorney Sarah Gad to challenge Ilan Omar for the 5th district seat. Wow, good. Okay, d- what do we know about her? Good. I mean, actually, you know, she I don't couldn't care. Possibly yeah, be I don't worse. you know what? I do not care. She couldn't be worse. Care. She could be as bad, I guess, but uh, she couldn't be worse. And it would be nice uh, to see Ilan Omar defeated no matter who beats her. It'd be great. Uh, these arrogant uh, hideous anti-american representatives just i i don't know how the district is okay with it well i mean when you have open borders yeah then you're gonna have enclaves yeah are gonna like come here that hate this country mm-hmm. and that are going to elect people like elon omar true so that district in minneapolis mm-hmm. was populated through uh, flight after flight uh of illegals of mm. a certain uh, uh sway Mm-hmm. And this is their uh, duly elected representative in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And congratulations on that in Minnesota. Congratulations. Dude, this chick is awesome. Sarah really? Gad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. She went from... <laughs> this chick. Is, yeah. let's, let's enunciate just in case chick. you know someone's yeah. listening. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she went from drug addiction and prison oh. mm-hmm. to oh. law school and now helping others find path to success. Oh, nice. Like Jeffy's story, basically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. That's Good. really awesome. Okay. Good. Yeah, that's great. So she's been in prison. Do we know what for? For uh, drugs, drugs, apparently, huh? Yeah. Among yeah. us. Hmm. Uh, did you see that the New York Times has issued quite a surprising admission about their coverage of the hospital bombing? Oh, have they? In Gaza, yeah. Oh. oh. An extensive mea culpa yesterday admitting its journalists relied too heavily on claims from Hamas, Hamas. about the Al Ali Baptist hospital bombing. No kidding, huh? <laughs> How about that? 
We all know that's true, but it's kind of amazing that they admitted it. So uh, last Tuesday, the media regurgitated Hamas's claims that Israel had struck the hospital and killed more than 500 people. A, it wasn't Israel. B, they didn't hit the hospital. They hit the parking lot. And C, it was Hamas who did it, not Israel. And then there's also D. Uh, By the way, it wasn't 500 to 800 as they claimed initially. um, It was more like 50 or 60 people who were killed in this uh, bombing. And it was, again, Hamas who bombed their own hospital. (laughs) And I loved Uh. after that... uh, uh, bombing, if you will. I loved how they were quoting the health ministry in the Gaza Strip. The health ministry oh, in the I, Gaza Strip? Yeah, run by Hamas. Hamas! Mm, okay. Stop with that. I mean, it's... The news is so colored. I know that's not... Uh, yeah. I know that's not news to this audience. No, it's which, not. Which, by the way, but... you should check out the new and improved TheBlaze.com. Yes. <laughs> Gosh. In the New York Times, the, Arisha, the first headline read... Israeli strike kills hundreds in hospital, Palestinians say. Uh, the second one was at least 500 dead in strike on Gaza hospital, Palestinians say. <laughs> and the third iteration declared at least 500 dead in blast on Gaza hospital, yeah. Palestinians say. Palestinians say. <laughs> the health ministry. So then, you know, the facts finally come out and uh, none of that happened. And so, yeah, the New York Times at least being a little bit accountable, which is unusual. It doesn't usually happen. So good for them for at least taking some accountability on that. Mm. Uh, let me take a minute and tell you about Patriot Mobile. You know, 10 years now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Glenn and the team there have been great supporters of this show. Uh, And that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage. What does that mean? Well, that means you don't have to give up quality to also go with your values. So you can get a company that aligns with your values and you're not supporting the left. And you get the same coverage you have right now, if not better, because they've got 100% U.S.-based customer service, which makes everything flow much better. All of these, as you know by now, all these cell phone companies use the same towers. And so you just go through Patriot Mobile rather than, you know, Verizon or AT&T who ships all your money to left-wing causes. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, the Second Amendment. Uh, it's, It's awesome. Plus, you can keep your phone. You can keep your phone number. Or you can change both or either if you want. Uh, they've got a plan to fit your needs. Go to patriotmobile.com slash pat or call 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation when you use the offer code PAT. So make the switch today. It's patriotmobile.com slash pat. Patriotmobile.com slash pat or call 972-PATRIOT. Gray Unleashed. Uh, 
What is it you have now, Chris? So you remember find? that video that we showed about the drone, the old man attacking, and then we find out that one of the guys is running for city council? Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy he made the... a statement last night. And oh, you have that statement. Okay, so this is a statement of the guy running for city council yes. who was telling everyone, go find this old man. Yes. Okay. This is it. Jeez. Okay. I released a video yesterday of an old man driving through a peaceful protest. The peaceful man gets out of his ass. vehicle with a knife. <laughs> Attacking people that are using their First Amendment right to stand with Palestine. They were kicking at no, his windows. Were Pause it for a second. They're beating on his car. They've surrounded his car. Mm -hmm. They're acting in a threatening matter, manner. Uh, he doesn't know what the hell is going on. He's being attacked. This yes. is not peaceful. All right. Plus, he didn't attack anybody with the knife. They're, yeah, they're, he just stepped out and then got right back in his car. They're lucky it was a knife too. Yeah, yeah, they are. All right, let's see the rest. Jesus. God. And tried to push him back into his car so that they would not be hurt, which is when the no. man literally drives through hundreds of peaceful protesters. <laughs> the video I took takes place seconds after the man drove through the crowd in which you can see Unreal. people chasing after him. Nice. And you can hear me saying, wait, as well as countless other people wait. screaming in fear. <laughs> screaming in fear. Just drove okay. through all these people. Oh no! Since I released the video less than 24 <laughs> hours ago, I have received over 500 hate-filled emails, oh. as well as multiple death threats. Oh, this shut is what up. happens when I'm you so stand against injustice, and we cannot be scared <laughs> into hiding. We cannot allow those so filled with wow. hate this is to scare us from standing for what we know is right. Free Palestine. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. I'm sorry. Palestine was freed a long time ago. The Gaza Strip was freed a long time ago, and they selected for the representation the terror group Hamas. So, yeah, but hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Free Palestine. Right. Thank you for reinforcing the stupidity. <laughs> I just, oh my gosh. The hatred. The hatred for, you know, we're the haters, not them who want the complete annihilation of Israel. And Jews, but we're the hateful ones. They're the peaceful protesters who, by the way, we're not, it is not your First Amendment right to gather in, a, in an intersection and block traffic. That has nothing to do with your rights. That is not your right to do. You can't do that. It's illegal. Stop it. And then nobody will drive through. Now, it's not like he plowed over them. He didn't run over anybody. Trying he, to get out of there. He tried to get out of there slowly, carefully, thoughtfully. Man, people, they, they have to wake up to this. Let me ask you a question. Americans have to wake up to this. I want you to go back to 9-11-2001. And, I mean, at the height of any kind of um, uh, concern you had for our country. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a terrible day. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the people listening uh, to this broadcast right now experienced that day. At the worst, at, 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 at your lowest point on that day, did you have more confidence in this country's survival while we were under attack than you do today? Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Because now it's like, yeah. it's like these, every American city. <sighs> yeah has people in mass like this demonstrating evil for evil right and and we are so overextended in places like ukraine and soon mm. to be israel mm -hmm. we've got china floating up on us there in the mediterranean it's like 9 11 2001 
I felt more at peace with the future of this country than I do at this moment. Plus, we've far. got all these people who've been indoctrinated for decades now, like this dumbass mm-hmm. who just did the video, uh, who think that the Palestinians are the picked on ones, uh, who think that, that it's Israel that's the evil one. I guess. Do you have any doubt this guy's not going to win his council seat? No, he probably will. He probably will. Pathetic. Do we know his name? Yeah, yes. we should find Zach. out. Zach for Zach. the people. Okay. Okay. Zach for the people. More Pat Grand Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Might I recommend you take a quick peek at theblaze.com right now? I think you're going to like what you see and what you don't see. For instance, ads. You won't see those. Pop-up or otherwise. Uh, Glenn will have the big announcement. He'll talk about that in about an hour. So don't miss that. Uh, we got some tweets here. Forget about it. Tweets. I love how Ilan Omar starts the story in the middle. They don't want to acknowledge Hamas paratroopers gunning down festival goers, killing and holding Israelis hostage. Yeah, murdering babies. Instead, she jumps to how many lives is enough crap. Mm. I'd follow that up with how many are in Hamas. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's what they should be saying. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah. How many How many will be enough? Is I don't know. How many Hamas members are there? What was that stupid line? Uh, what's her name? Vengeance the other... is not a policy. Vengeance is not a foreign policy or something? Yeah, that's a good oh, line. Boy, that was... That's a good line. That's a t-shirt. And let's not forget, Hamas <laughs> is an organization of peace. There's a piece of someone over there. <laughs> there's another piece over there. And, oh, look, there's another piece right over there. Definitely an organization of peace. And so that's why I think Ilan Omar supports him so ardently. Anonymous F35 tweets, uh, This is what happens when you take these people and place them all over the world as refugees. Yeah, oh, that's, I mean, Uh America's chickens. Mm -hmm. Coming home. Here we are. To roost. Hee-haw the Viking. If you think things are bad across America now, wait until the Democrat candidate, whoever that may be, gets 95 million <laughs> votes in 2024. My word. Yeah, 81. We thought 81 million was a lot. Wait till they get 95 million. And then it's like a mandate <laughs> to do their bidding. That'll be good. We, we loved what Joe Biden was doing for America so much that we went out and found 20 million more votes. Mm-hmm. From caffeinated Texan, the demons outnumber us. Boy, it feels that way. It does feel that way. I'm not sure it's true, though. I'm not sure it's true. Depends on where you are. Yeah, and and a lot of the non-demons are silent, and they shouldn't be, uh, especially now. We got to stand up. Got to stand up. Because uh, it does feel overwhelming right now, doesn't it? And where, it just feels overwhelming. Where would you recommend people stand up? Just on an individual level, or out in the streets because Both. if they show up in the streets while this Hamas stuff's going on, yeah, that's you're going to have a situation here. I saw a tweet mm. uh, from somebody that, uh, yeah, uh, Sean Bradley Weitzman. I really meditated kind of on this tweet. The radical left is a tool 
to radicalize the right, and it's working. Mm. Boy, that mm. that interesting. Yeah, that interesting. That, that yes, I can see how this could play out that way, and I hope to God it does not. Me too. But I mean, if you go and you it, it, look, the, the old man just trying to go home or wherever he's trying to drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that sets off these animals. Yeah, it does. You you show up there as a counter protest, and you've literally got urban warfare. And, and they start screaming and wailing and weeping like like you've come down there to slaughter them all. Instead of you're trying to get home or you're trying to get to work, you just want to drive to where you were going. That's all you want to do. And you didn't expect this freaking mob in the middle of an intersection to try to hold you back. And that's not okay. The mob in the street is not okay. So the mob should understand people are going to slowly drive through you. And if you're going to be stupid on a regular basis, somebody's not going to drive through that slowly. You know? So you're going to get hurt. Get out of the street and that won't happen. Nobody's going to, very few people are going to drive up on a sidewalk or onto a lawn to mow you down. Just pathetic. The street is for driving. The street is for cars. Okay? Not bicycles either. Yeah. Please, no bicycles. No bicycles. Actually, actually, good point, Chris. Those are the terrorists. Yeah. The bicyclists? Yeah, yeah. Bicyclists. Bicyclists in your cities. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the city, don't you have like those electric scooters? Those are bad, too. They are. Yeah. I was thinking about this, Pat. I have a 12-year-old, and at 12, that's when I decided to join the military because that's when 9-11 happened, when I was 12. Mm. You were 12 it, an, on 9-11? On 9-11. Sorry to point that out. But if a 9-11... I, I, I was four. <laughs> I was four on 9-11. Oh, Je- wow. Jeffy was yeah. 103. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> if a 9-11 happened today, uh-huh. are we going to see protests on the street saying, let's not invade whatever oh, country? Sure. I mean, we, we had a certain amount of that then. Uh, it would be overwhelming now. That's what I'm saying. So are we going to... Yeah. like? What is going to spark that patriotism? Vengeance is not a foreign policy. Oh, okay. I swear. These people are grotesque. You know, they should listen maybe to the... Remember we talked about this last week, the Hamas founder's son, Hmm. uh, who says that Hamas is more dangerous than ISIS, and it's driven by a religious hatred of all Jews. This is a guy who knows. Masab Hassan Youssef. He's the eldest son of Hamas co-founder, Sheikh Hassan Youssef. He was raised within the militant group, later turned against it, and actually even spied for Israel, Shin Bet. Uh, In an appearance on Fox News, Youssef said Hamas is impossible to reason with because of its religious nature, and they're driven primarily not by a desire for Palestinian liberation, but rather the destruction of Israel and all Jews. You can't reason with them because they're unreasonable. They, they're zealots who have twisted Islam into their own making. He says Hamas is a religious movement, and they're a raging religious movement against Israel. The mainstream media cannot say this because they're afraid to ignite a religious war. What I say, it are, and what I say, it already is. They want to annihilate the Jewish people because 
they are uh, because they're Jewish people and because Israel is a Jewish state. They're driven by dark hatred toward a race and toward a nation. It's improper to compare Hamas to ISIS because the former is more dangerous due to alleged global support. Well, yeah, they're the uh, ruling they're the ruling organization in the Palestinian territories. It's wrong to say it's wrong to comparison to say Hamas and ISIS because I think Hamas is a lot more dangerous. Look at the division and the global confusion because of Hamas. They brought us to our knees somehow by their brutality and their barbarism. Brutality is even understating Hamas's acts. Again, this is the son of the founder of Hamas. Kind of knows what he's talking about here. So, I don't know. I, I don't know how you reason with them. You don't. You don't. Hey, Pat, we do have that video if you want to play it. Uh, the, really? The, the son of Hamas, yeah. All right. Let's see it. Groups actions in Israel, Masab Hassan Yusuf turned against his family and ultimately converted to Christianity after seeing the horrors of the group's reign inside Gaza up close. Mm. This morning, he joined Fox and Friends to explain his decision. I was born at the heart of Hamas leadership, you know, and I know them very well. Mm. Uh, they don't care for the Palestinian people. They don't regard right. uh, the human life. And uh, I saw their brutality firsthand uh, back in 1996 when I spent about a year and a half in Megiddo prison. You know, they killed so many Palestinian people at that time. What will they do if they succeed in destroying Israel and building their state? What will they do? They will kill our people. What an important interview, an important voice in this time. And you could imagine that he might, it would be great if he could pay a little visit to our Capitol Hill to yeah, visit wouldn't it? Congresswoman <laughs> Tlaib and Omar be great. to help explain yes! from his perspective who was there wow. and seeing what he saw. That, and let's hope that maybe the U.S. intelligence community is debriefing him Where is this behind guy? closed like, doors indeed. because he has access yeah, to it's a lot of... surprising he he's still alive. Right. Isn't it? I, I don't he's want... outspoken? Uh, do they know where he is? Because usually he'd have a fatwa against And it's him. very easy to get in contact with him because when you told me that morning, I was able to get in contact with him within 10 oh, right. minutes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he responded. He responded immediately. He just wanted $500 to do the interview. I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but that is true. He did want $500. Hold on a second. He's a capitalist. So he's Whatever. willing to, to, to trade something for cash. So he did learn well from his dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, the guy's got to make a living, sure, right? I mean, no, it's right. capitalism. Yes, what, the capitalism. Like, like, what the heck? But he is very easy to find. Yeah. Oh, so, boy. I mean, it's... Please stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as outspoken as he is, you would think. And he converted to Christianity, which is, you know, something they don't really appreciate. I feel he is constantly on the move. Like, he's a man in motion. Probably. He should be anyway. Because yeah. that's, uh, yeah, that's a little frightening. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, the State Department has issued uh, some travel warnings, travel advisories oh, for no. you. Should I write this down? Yeah, you might want to write this down. Because you'll probably mention places I can't wait to visit. Yeah, I had my trip uh, already booked to Beirut, Lebanon, and Beirut? now they're saying oh. maybe you shouldn't go to Beirut. What? Oh, man. You're not going to tell me how to live, bro. No, I, right? Oh, Thank come you. come on. Thank you. Especially when I've got a fantastic couple of weeks yeah. planned in Lebanon. Yeah. There's nothing like Beirut this time of year. Right. 
you know. Right. So, see, I I just spent some time in South Dakota, mm-hmm. and um, and it was a t- beautiful. Was it was it? a trade off. Oh, okay. Like I was like, ah, South Dakota, Beirut, Lebanon, South Dakota. Mm. I'm surprised you went South Dakota. Flipped a coin. Huh. Could have gone either way. All right. But I'm, you know, I, I think you missed out. I missed, frankly, clearly, I missed out. That you was, did. may have been my last opportunity. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Uh, so they say that Hamas, a foreign terrorist organization, is designated by the State Department, controls much of the Gaza Strip, which shares borders with both Israel and Egypt. On October 7th, Hamas fighters broke uh, across the border. Yeah, we all know that. Uh, on October 10th, Israel hit the Gaza Strip with the fiercest airstrikes in its 75-year conflict. And rescuers say they've been hindered by additional attacks and dwindling fuel supply. Nearly one-tenth of Gaza's population, close to 200,000 people, have been displaced. Uh, and they've got shortages of water, electricity, and medical supplies. So your trip to the Gaza Strip right now would be a little bit so that seems inconvenient. Like, okay, so that's in jeopardy, yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, the water supply is also hampered by Hamas's use of the water pipes for rockets. Yeah, they're building rockets to attack Israel with, so makes it a little inconvenient to have water. A lot of tunnels, though, there. Yeah, that, that's I mean, right. When, when, when that's right. every country in the West is funding your concrete shipments mm-hmm. that are used <laughs> then to build tunnels underneath Israel. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of shade. Also, you know, because of my trip to Beirut, okay. uh, being a little bit, I guess, iffy now, because they're saying following the outbreak of the Israel-Hamas war, uh, Lebanon was moved from a level three to a level four travel advisory. That's the highest uh, level of of, uh, concern. Oh, no. The unpredictable security situation related to rocket, missile, and artillery exchanges between Israel and Hezbollah or other militant groups is seemingly the problem there with uh, your trip to Beirut right now. Dang it. Man. <sighs> it always happens like when you're trying to plan something, you know? Right? Like yeah. something always comes up. <laughs> I know. Something has come up with, with both the cruises I've had planned. I know. And now my trip to Beirut I know. being interrupted. Darn the luck, bro. Apparently the U.S. Embassy in Beirut has limited capacity to provide support to U.S. citizens. Huh. The country's borders with Syria and Israel, as well as refugee settlements within Lebanon, are specifically noted as level four regions. So you might want to keep that in mind. Just a little safety tip for you today. Okay. All right. Noted. Yep. Glad you noted that. Uh, There's an organization out there that still backs Obamacare, gun control, extreme transgender policies that endanger our children. And while this organization claims to be bipartisan or nonpartisan, the truth is that last year, 95% of their donations went to Democrats. That organization is AARP, and it doesn't represent the values of American seniors. Fortunately, there is a conservative alternative. There's AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. They proudly champion Americans' rights to free speech, religious liberty, and the Second Amendment. They're the leading conservative advocacy and benefits organization. And they defend parents' rights to protect their kids. They're also fighting to restore America's election integrity as well. AMAC is pushing back against these efforts to defund our police, to weaken our borders, and indoctrinate and corrupt our youth. They have more than 2 million members nationwide. It's pro-faith, 
They're pro-family and they're pro-freedom. But they can't do it alone. Joining gives you access to special low rates on cell phones and plans, health and wellness products, travel and lodging, vision, dental, and prescription drugs. So join today. Let's send AARP a really strong message that they don't represent conservative conservative seniors. Join AMAC today at amac.us slash pat. That's A-M-A-C. amac.us slash pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. Missed an episode? Catch up anytime, anywhere podcasts are found. Pat Gray will be right back. I'd mentioned that at Kexi.com, uh, we've extended our Halloween slasher sale one day. So today's the last day that you can get free UPS ground shipping on all boxes and still get your box in time for Halloween. Have did were you you oh, you weren't here last week for the sugar uh, the sugar lemon cookie were you? Oh, nah, darn it! Thanks for saving me one, though. So delicious. Where, where is, uh, oh, there's one God. in the fridge, I believe. Oh, is, is there really? I think so. Oh, you should get that. You should get it. They are phenomenal. Might be my favorite one. Yeah, now. Daniel should get that for me. So, uh, kexi.com, K-E-K-S-I.com. Last day of the Halloween slasher sale. Hmm. Uh, all right. There's been a comprehensive study of the West Antarctic ice sheet. Hmm. Okay, good. Coll- collapse may be unavoidable. Oh, no, bro. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, you break this stuff gently, man. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, but there's little humanity can do to stop its ice shelves from melting. Okay. Which could collapse the sheet and raise sea levels by several feet in the coming centuries. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing we can do about it? Nothing you can do. So can we stop Sorry. talking about it obsessively then? So in 300 years, yeah. the sea level may rise uh-huh. a few inches. Um, dang it. Dang it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do in 300 years. I don't what know. are you going to do? But if it's inevitable, then they can stop bitching yeah, about stop it. Stop talking about it all the time <laughs> then. That's why they don't usually do this. Because uh-huh, right. Because that's what we'll tell them. Why should right, we well then, change the world economy scale? Then let's not spend $100 trillion <laughs> on it. How about that? I love it. Boy. This report was published yesterday, though, in the Journal of Nature Climate Communications. <laughs> one of my favorite publications on Earth. And uh, no, I don't wait for the swimsuit edition of the Nature Climate Communication. Why not? Because uh, it's just too good the rest of the year as well. A little NCC. <laughs> National Climate it's a full-throated Something. warning that one of the worst sea level rise scenarios scientists have cautioned about yeah. since the 1970s is most likely in progress, okay. and little can be done to stop it. Then good. Then shut the hell up about it all the yeah. time. Right. In centuries so from pa- now. Pa- oh. <laughs> Wow, that's scary. So I, ju- I just mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, it was uh, a f- coin flip, uh, Beirut, Lebanon, mm-hmm. or Nebraska, South Dakota trip. And um, I was in Valentine, Nebraska uh, last week, and I had in my hands the official weather records from October of 1895. 
Mm. I mean, total geekdom, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I was like, okay, so we're gonna find much cooler temperatures here. Well, yeah, because of global warming, Go- global warming, which has warmed the planet so much <laughs> uh, over the last hundred and forty years or so. Yeah, put my tweet up there if you can, Sean. Uh, so I put this up for a Throwback Thursday. Okay, uh, on Twitter. Uh, last week, and basically, there you go. So this was the this was the uh, weather record mm-hmm. book for Valentine, Nebraska, October eighteen ninety five. Right. So look how cold it got early on there in October. On October 9th, it reached eighty two degrees. Yeah. So in other words, it got to nineteen degrees huh. on October eighth, right? Okay. And the next day, October ninth, it reached a warm high of eighty two, then eighty four degrees. The next day on October twelfth. Right. That's what I'm saying. You talk about wow. weather weirding. Yeah. I thought that was a new phenomenon. A week later it got down to eighteen again. And then six by October twenty ninth. But look at that. In the mid eighties on October twelfth in western Nebraska. Wow. Eighteen ninety five, not last week. <laughs> Anyway, thought that was fun. Yeah, that is fun. That is fun. Obviously, that wasn't that wasn't the SUV doing it back then, right? So what was it? What was it? The straws. The it straws. The straws that we're using. Oh man, plastic straws. Oh, man. Really? Mm-hmm. Plastic straws. Plastic straws. In eighteen ninety five. Eighteen ninety five. Dang it. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Valentine, Nebraska, huh. fun fact that we discussed on yesterday's overtime was that uh, until nineteen sixty seven, uh, the time zone between Mountain and Central went right down Main Street. So one side of Main Street was Central, one side really? was Mountain, and the post office trying to ba- play peacemaker huh. was the thirty minute mark in between. Until 1967, did they go, all right, I guess we should probably pick a time zone. They went with Central. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that a fun fact? Yeah, it's a fun fact. like fun fact. fact. Beirut, do. Lebanon probably doesn't have fun facts like that. No, I bet they don't. I bet they don't. <laughs> I mean, their, their main street is just a bunch of... It's been one out. time zone forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> um, speaking of global warming, uh, electric vehicle sales are booming, of course, and an effort is underway to blanket the country with new charging stations, but <clears throat> despite all that, the nation's EV infrastructure is still not ready for prime time. Yeah, and this is the New York Times admitting this. Hmm. So, uh, David Gellis says, I recently found this out the hard way. <laughs> I've been renting electric cars ever since Hertz started offering Teslas as an option a couple of years ago. It had always worked out great. The battery never ran too low during my drives around cities. Whenever I needed to power up, I found one of Tesla's fast charging stations and was back on the road with a nearly full battery in less than an hour. But when I arrived in Minneapolis for reporting for a reporting trip this summer, the Tesla I had reserved wasn't available. Instead, the Hertz agent offered me an all-electric Volvo C40 recharge crossover. Mm. I said yes without thinking twice and was soon on the road. My destination was 154 miles away, a farm near the South Dakota border, where I was researching a story on innovative farming practices. Man, that sounds riveting. This guy's life, man. Uh huh. Unlike my previous EV rentals, this would be a bit of a road trip, uh, the kind. A kind of long drive through sparsely populated farmland that's the hallmark of American car culture. The Volvo promised 200 miles in range. I figured I'd find a charger along the way, then charge again on the way back. Wrong. After after two hours of driving, the Volvo's battery was below 50%, so I used the car's built-in software to find a Blink charging station. Oh, cool. 
in Clara City, Minnesota. Upon arrival, I downloaded the Blink app All right. on my phone, offered up my credit card details. Within minutes, the Volvo uh, told me it was charging. All right. Hey, that's cool. Half hour later, I glanced at the display to check the charging progress. I was dismayed. To see that the battery had gained just 2%. Oh, no. The Blink charger was not nearly as powerful as the Tesla superchargers I had previously used. uh, And the Volvo wouldn't be fully charged until 1 a.m. Uh-huh. Eh, it wouldn't work. I had a meeting in a couple hours. After another 15 minutes, I decided to press on. I'd have to find another charger down the road. Oh, yeah. He's just starting in he, on his that, phone. This is just getting started. So uh, we will <laughs> share this experience that we're all destined to have very soon. Uh, coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. you the frightful story of this EV trip that a reporter from the New York Times took. Usually takes a Tesla. This time he was stuck with a Volvo EV. Uh, so he realized the charging station wasn't working. They, they didn't work like the Tesla superchargers. He finally he's taking this trip to South Dakota or whatever. He winds up on a farm. And he says, when I when I arrived at the farm, the battery was at 20%, which said it would get me about 45 miles. I used the car's interface to search for another nearby charger and received an unpleasant surprise. The nearest charger was the one I had just left. <laughs> there was nothing else for about 50 miles in any direction. I was nervous, but I also uh, didn't have to drive for another 15 hours. I was staying at the farm and asked my host if I could charge the car overnight. Okay, so problems should be solved, right? He led me to the barn where I took the Volvo's charging cable out of the trunk, plugged it into the conventional power outlet next to a hulking John Deere combine. (laughs) The next morning, I checked the battery status. It had only gained 20 miles of range overnight. Overnight! Bro! Wow. There was no way it was going to have enough power for me to get back to Minneapolis. I called Hertz. That's who we rented it from. Explained the situation. The customer service representative offered to send a roadside crew out to pick up the car. The tow truck arrived on time and loaded up the C40. That's the Volvo he was driving. And I caught a ride back to the city with a friend. So much for my EV road trip. Mm. I'm not the first person to find myself with a low battery and, a f- and few good charging options. Yeah. That's for sure. Earlier this year, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm's caravan struggled to find enough chargers during a road trip meant to highlight the promise of EVs. And among electric car owners, range anxiety is a persistent issue. For reasons I now understand. No joke, man. I mean, I panic if my phone battery gets below 80%. I know. Me too. I can't imagine Mm -hmm. driving and going, okay. That might have been the end of the story, but two weeks (laughs) after the trip, I checked my credit card statement. Oh, no. There was a charge from Hertz for $702.48 emergency roadside service. What? I called customer service to dispute it, but the representative refused to issue a refund and declined to connect me to a manager. Oh my huh. gosh, I have dealt with Hertz trying to get my money wow. back. Took me a year to get money back. Oh my that. gosh. And I and it's only because a, a member of this audience stepped up 
and used his um, uh, travel industry connections. No wonder they're not number one anymore. They and haven't been for a really long. Well, time. they're also going bankrupt. So well, no, Hertz. no, no. They oh, they avoided bankruptcy. They avoided bankruptcy. They restructured, <laughs> and then the next thing you know, they buy all these. Did they buy Tesla? After they because I swear, don't get me started on Hertz. I despise that company. Me too. By this point. I'd resolved to write about the situation and reached out to the company's media hotline for comment. A Uh-oh. very attentive public relations per- person <laughs> promised to issue a refund. Duh. Uh, good it luck. was the right thing for the company to do, but I fear that I might not, that had I not been a New York Times exactly. reporter, it, I wouldn't have been so lucky. Absolutely. Precisely. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, the the charging thing, it's fine, I guess, if you're in a major metropolitan area. It's fine. In Dallas, Fort Worth, it's fine. Uh, I drive by, uh, on my way home, this area in South Lake all the time that has a lineup of about 15 chargers that you can charge your Tesla for. And there's always a Tesla lined up there in South Lake. But if you're out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. if I want to go from Dallas to Houston... It's not reliable enough. Don't pigeonhole me. You can't count on it. I'm an American. Don't say this is a good city car, which I totally understand Mm. your sentiment. But I'm saying just generally speaking, there may be occasions that you don't know what's going to happen over the next five, six, seven years of you owning that vehicle. Right. Where you might have to drive out of town or make a special trip to wherever. Yep. And and that's your only option is that car. Uh, Right. We are just... Until these things have a range of, I don't know, 400 miles at least... It's got to be 400 miles to get you somewhere. And then you need something to charge you quickly. It can't be that, well, if you have 14 hours, you can go ahead and recharge it about 70%. No, I want the whole thing charged in the same amount of time Mm -hmm. it takes me to fill up a gas tank. Yeah. I mean, my son and I drove from the Badlands of South Dakota all the way to Dallas-Fort Worth in one shot, one day. It's 15 and a half hours. Do you think we could even contemplate a, a scenario where we could have done that in an electric vehicle? No way. No way. <sighs> You'd have had, you, you have continued problems. Because when you do get to a charging station, a lot of times they're either slow or they don't work at all. And then what do you do? Uh, well, because the next charging station is you know 50 miles away and you only have 30 miles on the charge. But, so what are you going to do? But Pat, don't worry. You, you just made an investment. <laughs> through the right. um, uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. How many, was it 50,000 uh, chargers are supposed yes. to be built around yes. the nation? No, it's 500,000. 500,000. 500, yes. I keep getting that it's number wrong. So then that'll be thousand. fine. Half a million that'll charging stations. That'll yeah. fix it. Yeah, when our taxpaying dollars are buying charging stations <laughs> all over the country for Tesla, because they're only worth $2 trillion as a company. <laughs> So they certainly can't afford to build their own charging stations. We have to do it for them. It's Mm. asinine. And then what are you going to do when everybody owns an EV? We don't have we don't have the power output in order to accommodate that. We, you know, we're we're running through rolling blackouts as it is when it gets really hot outside. (laughs) Then add to that, everybody needs electricity now for their car. What are you going to do? Right. Right. We don't have the capacity, the uh, energy capacity to take care of all of that. And then when it becomes an even more finite resource, 
yeah. based on what we've done through regulations and limited right. building of infrastructure. Yeah. What's the price of your electric bill going to be? It's already oh ridiculous gosh. as it is here in Texas. Yeah. Wait uh, till they get rid of fossil fuels. Here's a sweater yams. Great tweet uh, just came through. They have no intention of you going anywhere, Pat. You'll live in 15 uh, yeah. minute cities. Yep. I mean, is there. That's we are. That's actually. You remember that analogy that that Glenn had? I don't know. It was probably ten years ago now. Where we're just we're just sheep and we're just pinning ourselves in. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Here we are. Here we are. Good times. And by the way, Pat, the Model S and the Cybertruck. Mm-hmm. Model S is four hundred and twelve miles range. Is that real though? Yeah. It is. Yeah. For the Tesla. For the Tesla. Yeah. Okay. And then the well, that's Plaid. Good. The Plaid. Uh, the is 520 miles. Whoa, really? Yes, but that one hasn't come out yet. Oh. And then the Cybertruck, who hasn't come out yet either, is 500 yeah. miles. I mean, 500 miles. Now you're talking. See, I want a Cybertruck. Now you're talking. Me too. But I want it to be able to take wow. 87 gas. <laughs> I don't want it hooked up to a charger. I need to, need huh. to retrofit it or something. Yeah. I mean... It's expensive. Yeah, and are. what are those going to cost? 150000 I mean, a lot, I'll <laughs> mm-hmm. bet. Those were, the, the Cybertruck, that wasn't that ridiculous last time really? I checked. Uh, like mm. the, whatever the base one was. Well, uh, the 500 yeah. miles, that's not going to be base, I bet. Yeah, I bet, yeah. I forgot what the price was, but I'll find it here. Uh, oh, 39.9, you can get into one. No, really? Yeah. 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 That's fact, not bad at all. Well, that's the starting price. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Then you yeah, need the, mm-hmm. the add-ons. Like, mm-hmm. like what? Like what? Floor mats? You need some of those? No, like, you need the 500-mile range, which right. is an all-wheel, dri- sure. all-wheel drive, I think it was. Oh, wait. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the so 70,000... Uh, no, that's the F... Okay, that's the F-150 Lightning. So, this article that I'm just scrolling through is a 320 miles of range if they pay 70,000 for an F-150 EV, obviously. Uh, fifty thousand if you want two hundred and forty mile range. What if I want five hundred miles? Which 70, is what I'd want. Seventy thousand. Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Yeah. Cyber yeah. truck. Uh, for five hundred miles of range. Hundred thousand dollars. Sixty miles an hour. Do they know Pat Gray? <laughs> okay. Clearly uh, not. Uh, clearly not. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. They hit sixty miles per hour in a brisk two point nine seconds. Oh. Uh, tough to imagine. Tough that to is brisk. Yeah. So hundred thousand is what they're saying. So. And that's the truck. That's the cyber truck. Yeah. yeah. But have you seen? Do you, what do the Rivians cost? Aren't they seventy to hundred? Are you familiar with the Cybertruck look? By the way, that's that's uh, a truck. That's wow, a truck. Yeah, it doesn't look like a that truck. That looks like something that I drew in eighth, uh, like third grade when I was eight years old or something. Uh huh. That's the car. Is it stainless right steel? Uh, that's what it looks like. It, that, what, looks what like is a it? DeLorean like, or something. Yeah, it's got that um, shatterproof glass. I know the or something, windows right? are yeah. ready for the protesters because <laughs> you can. Yeah. You nice. might be able to plow through protesters with a cyber truck because <laughs> they can't shoot you inside because it's bulletproof. Nice. This nice. is actually. Hold on, you're actually. That should be a commercial. Mm. Get ready for the new America yeah. and the all-new no Cybertruck. And you just show a bunch of angry no pro-Hamas protesters banging on a BLM out there. <laughs> all right. Let me take a minute tell you about um, uh, tell you about uh, pre-born. Because hundreds of post-abortive women, according to a, a recent study, 60% of them reported that they would have preferred to give birth if they'd received more support from others or they had more financial security. That's where preborn steps in. Preborn is there for women in their really tough hour. And it is really tough when they're deciding between 
the life and death of their precious child. The reality is women are being pressured to make this fatal decision and they're being told that their babies are just a clump of cells and that's why so many choose the way they do. Well, Preborn welcomes women with God's love and introduces them to the beautiful life growing inside with ultrasounds. It costs $28 for one ultrasound for a woman, for an expectant mother. So when you support Preborn, you not only support women, you empower them. Your donation of $28 will help a woman make the choice. She won't have to regret the rest of her life. Please dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can go to preborn.com slash pat to make your donation. Preborn.com slash pat. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. We're going to show you this video of um, some people being offered a choice <laughs> between an ounce of gold okay. or 10 or 20 bucks. <laughs> he offers both. I think he offers the first few people 20 bucks. I think at one point. Then he changes it to 10. Does he get to five at some point? This is fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mark Dice. Okay, so obviously. Uh, the ounce of gold yeah. is worth close to two thousand dollars. Right. It's about nineteen hundred dollars uh-huh. right now. So you're gonna take ten dollars over nineteen hundred. <laughs> Watch this. If I would offer you this free one ounce gold coin or free twenty dollars, what would you rather have? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. It's your lucky day today, <laughs> or my, my lucky day today, actually. <laughs> I'll take a twenty. Oh, you take a twenty? Yeah. You don't want the gold? No. No. <laughs> What's good? What are you gonna do with the? What are you gonna do with the one ounce gold coin? Right? I can't right. put it in the parking meter. You can't no. put it in the parking meter. No. Parking meter. All right. Well, if I were to offer you a free one ounce gold coin or ten dollars, which would you rather have? Probably ten dollars. Probably ten dollars. Probably. All right. Well, congratulations. You're you're a big winner today. Huh? Yeah. $10. Oh, ten dollars. Oh, well, congratulations. Okay. Thank you for choosing unwisely. <laughs> yeah. Well, how much is that gold coin worth? Well, if you were to bring it into this coin shop over here, I mean, it just depends on the day. But today, I haven't checked in a while, but probably eighteen hundred dollars. Oh, really? Nineteen wow, today. Okay. Yeah. Too late to trade. Yeah. Too late. To trade. <laughs> Too late we made your decision. Sorry. Right, next, next time. Next time. <laughs> well, we'll be there next time. Depends on how much the maple leaf coin is worth. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, you're not going to tell no. me? I just have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. I take the $10. Oh, well, you take the $10. <laughs> think that's worth a little bit more than the than the maple leaf, you I think? I don't know, but I can use the $10 right now. You can use the $10 right now. Right. What are you going to do with a one ounce maple leaf right. gold coin? I don't know. <laughs> right. right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Do the $10. You'll do the $10. You just because it's the Canadian, you don't want any Canadian gold coins. Because I can just go buy something right now with the $10. Yeah. Okay. All right. You can. (laughs) Or you could have went in this coin shop over here and sold this gold coin to them for $1,800 cash, but (laughs) you didn't decide. You made the wrong decision. I do that a lot. (laughs) You do that a lot. If I would offer you a free one ounce gold coin or $10, which would you rather have? Uh, I would have 10 bucks. Oh, you would rather have 10 bucks? Just no Good need choice. for a one ounce gold coin? I mean, 
there's always a need, but what would I do with it? Uh, I'd rather have the $10. Or you would rather have the $10. Well, congratulations. Big, it's your lucky day today. Or my lucky day today, actually. <laughs> You'll figure it out someday. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Damn, I don't know. I think an easy choice is $5, but now I'm wondering if that's actually I don't know the price of gold. Gold is five bucks to buy me a beer. Seriously, girls? I don't even know what the right answer would be. Five bucks to buy me a beer. Well, this is California, so we probably shouldn't expect too much, but subscribe to my channel if you're new here. All right, we're good. All right. Oh, man. That's amazing. Yeah. By the way, the seriously, that many people don't know that an ounce of gold is fairly valuable. Just checked it. It's now one thousand nine hundred sixty-four dollars an ounce. Almost two thousand dollars. You're turning down for ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, I Incredible. I want to know because you know obviously editing is done when you do these man on the street things. Yeah, you wonder if somebody took him up on it. On, and and I'll did take he the gold. actually hand it over because he gives them the choice? Yeah. I, I just I would love to know Incredible. if anybody actually walked away with a gold coin. Yeah, be fun to know. I don't know. People are dumb. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a fact. And they're standing in front of a shop where you could exchange it too, where you could go in, you could go right there, sell sell the coin. I don't know if they'd give you the current value of nineteen hundred sixty four dollars, but you probably get a lot out of it fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred. You could probably get a good price for it. Amazing. Uh, also, <laughs> if you want to know what's coming from the world elites, uh, Meryl Nass yeah. is about to tell you. Yeah, This is She was in front of the EU, and this really goes along with our climate change and our EV discussion and stuff earlier. Um, yeah, yeah, they've they've got some fun stuff planned. For yeah, us. here's here's what's coming for us. I think you'll enjoy. We're it. undergoing a soft coup. Oh, and the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. The WHO is developing through all its nations, but with the WHO directorate in the United States in charge, a pandemic treaty and amendments to the existing international health regulations that will remove the human rights protections currently um, embedded in the IHRs, will enforce surveillance, censorship, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to censor and only push a single narrative. Also, we will be sub subject, if, if they can make this work, to vaccines developed in 100 days, which the organization SEPI mm. is planning to do. Oh, good. And one of the people who founded CEPI was Jeremy Farrar, who is now the chief scientist at the WHO to bring this forward. Um, other things that, uh, that amendments do is to bind the state so they are no longer recommendations, but enforceable oh, edicts. Oh. Uh, provide a liability shield, get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another, um, enforce digital passports, nah. and the director general of WHO can demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists. He can just declare mm. it with no standards, mm -hmm. and then countries around the world will have to obey. 
Uh, also, the WHO will tell you what drugs you can and can't use in your nation once a pandemic is declared. Boy, the WHO is Obviously, evil. the budget will increase. I didn't realize that. Um, One Health is another part of this. One Health is a concept that was created to enable the WHO with these documents to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world by saying that climate change, animals, plants, Uh water systems, ecosystems are all central to health. Also embedded in this concept is a peculiar notion that humans are no longer of greater value than animals. There it is. Well, yeah. We've covered Uh, that ground. Wow. She covered a lot of territory there. Where is all of that contained? She must have, if you go to the WHO... Not the who with Peter Townsend and oh, Roger see, Daltrey. Was, I was confused. It's not them. Yeah, it's not them. That's what I was thinking. It's the World Health Organization. If you go to that website, you're going to find all those uh, goals and aspirations and and rules that we've pretty much given our sovereignty over to them. Where the EU has That's unreal. really had some uh, interesting wow. speakers lately yeah. trying to warn them yeah. of what's coming. They and really have. They but, really have. Uh, but, holy but you cow. know what? We're, this is, I mean, how do you, as a society, fight this war, so to speak, on so many fronts? I know. You talk about being hitting us with everything at the same time. At every turn. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And, you know, she didn't even bring up the insect situation, which we just, oh. uh, I mean, there's more news on that. Tyson Foods has just announced they're going to partner with Protix, which is a Dutch company that brands itself as the world leader in insect ingredients so that they can foster more sustainable protein production. Isn't that great? Now, at first, (laughs) it's going to be used primarily in pet food, aquaculture, and livestock industries. But you know Uh that's going to transition to people food. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, why would Tyson even be involved in that? Is Tyson big into livestock? Maybe they are, and I just don't know it. But this insect thing yeah. is really becoming prevalent now. If you missed our episode back on September 29th, we covered that extensively Yeah, uh, mm. with a Free Think Friday show. Now, in uh, Italy, though, they've gosh. just banned insects from being used in pizza and pasta. Okay. Food-containing insects will have to be stored on separate shelves. And oh. they're working to ban fake lab-grown meat in that country, uh, Italy. And they're working to ban all synthetic you, foods. You would not expect Italy Italy doesn't want to you be messing a leader with their food. In that. I think Jeffy made that point um, well, that's, a while back. That's true. They, about, they take their food seriously. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I love this comment, though, from uh, Collapse Experiment underneath the uh, post that I'm reading there from Peter Sweden. Um, Collapse Experiment says, this used to be called a health code violation. Yeah, Bugs right. in our food. <laughs> yeah. And now it's supposed to be a staple. Now it's... <sighs> It's delicious and desirable and healthy for you to eat bugs. This is incredible. This is bad. Incredible. I mean, there's just so much to get to today. We're kind of jumping around here at the end, but I, I just I have to mention that the interest on the U.S. debt. Do you know what that's up to now? Just the interest hmm. on our debt. $659 billion. The 
interest on our debt. Oh, is That's that... two-thirds of a trillion dollars in just interest payments. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's not a is that that's not an issue, is it? We can sustain that. I mean, that's perfectly fine. Don't worry about that. I don't even want. I don't know why I even brought it up. I apologize. I shouldn't. Yeah, that's shouldn't have. It's stupid. Yeah, people. Stupid. Nobody needs to know about. Yeah, that. people don't care for numbers anyway. They don't care. It's no. just too much to think about. I mean, they're trying to get to work and school right now. Don't bug them with stuff like that. This year's sum was almost twice as much as two years ago. Hmm. Oh, gosh. Okay. The uh, government spent $476 billion paying off the interest on its debt last year. $352 billion in 2021. So, yeah, very close to double that. In just interest. That's what happens when your debt is $32 trillion. Congratulations, America. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Jeffy will join us. Shoot the fat. We'll see you then. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.